Welcome to Into Security, Info Security Magazine's monthly podcast, bringing you news highlights and topical debate. Hello and welcome to the November edition of the Into Security podcast. I'm your host, Eleanor Dalloway, Editorial Director at Info Security Magazine. And joining me today are Deputy Editor Benjamin David and our reporter James Coker. So thanks for being on the podcast again, guys. How are you? Very well, thank you. Yep, very well. Thank you, Eleanor. Good. You're both sounding a lot healthier than I am. So apologies in advance for any uh, spluttering or croaking that I do throughout the rest of this recording. Now, we are recording this episode on Thursday, the 25th of November, which is Thanksgiving. So let's take this opportunity to say a happy Thanksgiving to all of our wonderful North American listeners and readers. I'm always supremely jealous of this holiday, actually. What's not to love? Um, And it does of course also mean that it is the eve of Black Friday um, and I don't know whether that fills you with excitement or dread. Most of you will have probably received a big increase in advertising and offers from retailers over the past few weeks relating to both Black Friday and Cyber Monday, the biggest shopping days of the year these days. Uh, not to mention of course that many of us will be starting our Christmas shopping very shortly if you haven't done so already. I mean, personally, with a to-buy list for around 25, 30 people and two of my own small people already counting the sleeps until Santa comes. Um, It's 30 for anyone who wants to know. Um, But I've already started this laborious process. Unfortunately, while this period gives a lot of people a much needed lift over the cold winter months, it also offers many opportunities for cyber criminals and fraudsters to strike ranging from phishing attacks, impersonating retailers to fake online payment systems. And these threats have been amplified by the shift to online shopping during the COVID-19 pandemic. So we've decided to use this episode to focus on cyber threats and fraud related to e-commerce and ask what more consumers and retailers can be doing to counter these types of attacks. Additionally, we're going to be bringing you an interview with an expert in this area, Christopher Morgan, who is Senior Cyber Threat Intelligence and Analyst at Digital Shadows. And we'll also be reviewing a recent article that we published by a good friend of InfoSecurity magazine, Javad Malik, a security awareness advocate at Know Before. But before all of that, uh, let's bring you a quick message from our sponsor for this episode. Our podcast today is sponsored by Thales Cloud Protection and Licensing, a worldwide leader in data protection, authentication and access management. This division of Thales Group provides everything an organisation needs to protect and manage its data, identities and intellectual property through encryption, advanced key management, tokenization, and authentication and access management. We're now going to start, as always, with a roundup of the most important information security news stories that we've recently reported on. Um, First up, I'm coming to you, Ben, with news on new cybersecurity legislation for Internet of Things devices. Exactly, yes. So the UK's Product Security and Telecommunications Infrastructure Bill, or PSTI, introduces a series of new protocols to which manufacturers and distributors of tech would need to adhere. Now, it allows regulators to prohibit universal default passwords. It will force firms to be transparent to customers about what they are doing to fix security flaws 
in connectable products and develop a better public reporting system for vulnerabilities found in those products. Now, the bill will also mean speeding up the rollout of more reliable broadband and mobile networks by making it easier for operators to upgrade and share infrastructure. In addition, the re reforms will encourage quicker and more collaborative negotiations with landowners hosting the equipment. Now, last year, a £1 billion deal was signed by all four major mobile network operators in the UK to expand rural mobile network coverage by sharing their infrastructure. Now, the Digital Infrastructure Minister, Julia Lopez, said, Every day, hackers attempt to break into people's smart devices. Most of us assume if a product is for sale, it's safe and secure. Yet many are not putting too many of us at risk of fraud and theft. Our bill will put a firewall around everyday tech from phones and thermostats to dishwashers, baby monitors and doorbells and see huge fines for those who fall foul of tough new security standards. Now, the ownership and use of connected tech products have increased significantly in recent years. There are nine in every UK household on average, with forecasts estimating there could be up to 50 billion worldwide by 2030. Although most consumers believe these products are secure, only one in five manufacturers have suitable security measures in place for their connectable products, the Department for Digital, Culture, Media and Sport said. A recent investigation by which found a home filled with smart devices could be exposed to more than 12,000 hacking or unknown scanning attacks from across the world in a single week. In the first half of 2021, there were 1.5 billion attempted compromises of Internet of Things devices, double the 2020 figure. These this tallies with the ramping number of cyber attacks against firms and employees after a dramatic rise in home working following the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, thank you, Ben. When, when I think about compromising IoT devices and then you throw baby monitors into the mix, it sends a shiver down my spine. It's just, oh God, what an awful, awful thoughts. Those stories always really resonate and stick in my mind. Um, okay, James, you have a cryptocurrency scam story first now, I believe. Yeah, that's right. And it's a bit of a topic that we've discovered here a lot at, at InfoSecurity recently, which is cryptocurrency thefts. So in this story, an unnamed Canadian teenager was arrested on suspicion of stealing cryptocurrency worth approximately $36.5 million from an unnamed victim who's located in the United States. Uh, so this case is the largest theft of Bitcoin from a single individual ever, ever recorded. So it's alleged that the defendant used a SIM swapping attack to gain access to the victim's cell phone and then used that access to drain the funds contained in the victim's digital wallet. Um, so in March of 2020, Hamilton police entered into a joint investigation with the Federal Bureau of Investigation and the United States Secret Service Electronic Crimes Task Force uh, to investigate this incident. And in 
a statement from last week, November the 17th, Hamilton police explained the victim had been targeted by a SIM swap attack, a method of hijacking valuable accounts by manipulating cellular network employees to duplicate phone numbers so threat actors can intercept two-factor authorization requests. And the police force also confirmed that this attack resulted in approximately 46 million Canadian dollars worth of cryptocurrency being stolen from the victim. So investigators were able to link the defendant to the crime uh, after the teenager allegedly used some of their criminal proceeds to make a, a purchase online. And he was, this teenager was, actually I don't know if it's a he, but I'll say the teenager was arrested last Wednesday for the theft of over $5,000 worth and possession of property or proceeds of property obtained by crime. Uh, and Hamilton police have made multiple cryptocurrency seizures valued at more than 7 million Canadian dollars, uh, which is approximately 5.5 million US dollars. So, yeah, this this story is just really another example of, of the growth and popularity, for want of a better word, of cryptocurrency theft um, amid surging cryptocurrency uh, value of cryptocurrency. I suppose that encouragingly, we're seeing law enforcement increasingly monitoring the movement of stolen cryptocurrencies in order to try and catch those responsible or at least make it difficult for them to to kind of use the use the money that they've stolen um but yeah i expect this is definitely an area we'll be we'll be covering a lot more over the coming months and years yeah absolutely i have quickly looked into the teen in question uh james and there is no information about whether or not it is a male or female i suppose given the age they're not allowed to reveal any information on that so um yeah thank you so much ben we're back with you and i think we're heading over to france yes unfortunately another day another cyber attack against a multinational firm and in this case, it's the French firm Bureau Veritas, which specializes in um, laboratory testing, inspection and certification services. And they reported a cyber attack affecting its cybersecurity system. Now, the security breach was detected on the 20th of November. And as a preventative measure, the company took all of its servers and data offline temporarily. At present, Further investigations and corrective procedures are in place. Now, in a statement, the company said a preventative decision has been made to temporarily take our servers and data offline to protect our clients and the company, while further investigations and corrective measures are in progress. This decision generates a partial unavailability or slowdown of our services and client interfaces. Now, following the cyber attack, the Bureau Veritas teams, backed by third-party IT experts, are currently focusing on establishing business continuity with the initiation of its incident response procedure. They are also making efforts to reduce disruption for clients, employees and partners. Now, Bureau Veritas added, that Bureau Veritas has also actioned the relevant authorities who will provide us with additional support to resume normal operations in short term. We would like to thank our clients for their understanding and trust. Thanks, Ben. And last but not least, our fourth and final story on wind turbines. I think there's nothing like a critical national infrastructure story to round up the news section. So, James, over to you for that last one. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so last weekend, uh, Vestas Wind Systems, which is the largest, the world's largest manufacturer of wind turbines, was forced to shut down its IT systems across several locations following a cybersecurity incident. So in a brief notice on Saturday, um, Vestas claimed that the attack was struck the day before with IT services and multiple business units affected. And at the time, the Danish firm said that customers, employees and other stakeholders could be affected by the incident and it was working with internal and external partners to contain and recover. Uh, and in a subsequent update, Vestas also revealed that data had been compromised, although it's not clear exactly what, what kind of data at this stage. Um, the company also added that there was no indication that the incident impacted third party customer and supply chain operations and also that its manufacturing construction and service teams have been able to continue operations. So it wasn't too damaging in that respect. Um, and there's currently no further information around the source of the attack or the type of cyber attack, although there is speculation it could be a ransomware incident, which I guess wouldn't be surprise, a surprise given the uh, the scale of ransomware attacks in, in the past couple of years, especially since the COVID crisis. Um, and a, another worrying aspect of the attack, I guess, is the is the nature of the industry that's been targeted. Um, so there's obviously been a huge push towards renewable energy at the moment and uh, any, anything kind of environmental. So it's sadly probably likely this sector, the, the sort of green sector, renewable energy sector will be something that will be heavily targeted by cyber criminals in, in the coming years. Thanks, James. Um, that concludes our top stories. Um, so thank you very much, gents. Now, a quick message from our sponsor, Talis. When it comes to authentication and access management, Talis understands that the move to the cloud brings an increasing need to protect digital identities and ensure a strong authentication and authorization mechanism to prevent attacks from happening. In a cloud-based environment where everyone is an outsider, legacy access security solutions create blind spots and introduce more vulnerabilities than protections. Businesses are looking for access management solutions that ensure a robust cloud security posture and regulatory compliance without harming user experience, allowing businesses to thrive in an ever-changing global environment. This is the world in which Talis Cloud Protect and licensing excel. So James, back to the pods. I believe you recently caught up with Christopher Morgan, Senior Cyber Threat Intelligence Analyst at Digital Shadows, to talk about cyber threats um, around specifically online shopping. That's right. I asked Chris about the trends he's observed regarding e-commerce fraud, particularly since the start of COVID-19, as well as tips and advice for consumers about how to stay safe while shopping online, and also what more retailers can do to combat these kinds of attacks. Let's take a listen to what he had to say. Hi, Chris. Thank you very much for joining us for this episode of the Into Security podcast. Um, I just wanted to start by asking you, with with Black Friday and Cyber Monday taking place at the moment, um, I just wanted to ask you, what are the main methods that you've seen threat actors use to target online shoppers? And have there been any new trends in this regard, um, in regard to e-commerce for all during COVID-19? I think many of the techniques, James, that you might have previously observed uh, during these periods are, are still highly relevant. So like you, you've just mentioned, we're, we're absolutely still in kind of a, a COVID world at the moment. We're not quite over this, this pandemic at the moment. 
Um, and, you know, with regards to Black Friday and Christmas, there's going to be periods of increased online activity for consumers. And with those opportunities for cheap deals, you're also going to see opportunities for cyber criminals too. Uh, so I guess the main thing to state is that, you know, if you're receiving offers of deals, either through email or text or otherwise, just be aware that this is a period to take added vigilance because there's going to be a boatload of fake domains popping up, spoofing popular retailers and, and otherwise causing, causing issues. So things like Amazon, PayPal, you know, technology providers, they're, they're the first ones that really spring into mind. So I guess, you know, Xbox and PlayStation, they're going to be featuring, you know, quite heavily with these these fake sites um, in 2021 because it's quite difficult to get hold of these these modern consoles. And, you know, what are the threat actors aiming to do with regards to these these fake websites? Well, it's the same old story of, of harvesting financial information or spreading malware that also achieves the outcome. And I guess another thing I'd, I'd also like to call out is, is social media. So in the, the, the Black Friday blog that, that's going to be released this week, I emphasize that social media is obviously a, a hugely popular place for retailers to, to advertise, given that the amount of time that people spend on them. But just to be aware that the likes of Facebook don't put a huge amount of scrutiny towards advertisements endorsed on their platform. Um, so I actually had my, my fingers burnt with this last year. Um, I... Uh, purchased a number of items on a, a website that kind of was advertised to me through Facebook um, for um, it was a, a popular children's uh, toy retailer called Little Tykes and yep I didn't spot the fact that these these prices were ridiculously low considering what I was purchasing you know wasn't paying attention um, and it turned out to be a completely fake website so whilst I actually got the money returned in the end you know there's going to be you know, thousands of people worldwide who, who won't be uh, successful in getting their money back. So I guess long and short, if you're going to interact with offers being advertised on social media or, you know, a deed elsewhere that's been, you know, kind of sent to you without warning, it's a better bet to actually manually navigate to the site in question through a search engine. It's not completely foolproof, but you're you're much less likely to get scammed. Thank you very much, Chris. And yeah, just it really goes to emphasise that anyone can be um, can can easily fall foul of, of of these these types of lures and tricks. Um, you mentioned the the blog post that that you've recently published entitled Black Friday Nightmares. Um, would you be able to kind of uh, tell us a bit more about some of the main observations you, you made in the piece? Yes, absolutely. So I guess one of the the first things was you know financial PII this is something that's going to be um, quite prevalent amongst cyber criminal marketplaces you know whilst you know we're we're looking at you know saving money and purchasing things at cut rate prices cyber criminals are absolutely doing the same thing as well so they're going to be selling financial information that they've harvested from various campaigns at sort of uh, a cut price rates uh, if you will um, and as a result you know I guess the the risk posed by you know, having your 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 credentials and your, your kind of bank account details stolen in the past is raised because it's been sold at a, a much lower rate and more likely to be to be distributed as a result. Um, the other thing to mention as well, I guess, is that Black Friday is obviously not a US specific occasion. So I actually did some research into, you know, what the origins of this were. And uh, I've, I've definitely learned something off the back of, uh, of putting this blog together because I wasn't sure what the origins of Black Friday was. But this is not something that's that's you know, specific to the US now. It's it's kind of global. 
And, you know, there's Russian cyber criminals getting in on the act as well. So they're selling their merchandise. So we found evidence of actors selling um, hosting infrastructure. So places that cyber criminals can actually host their, their illicit materials that was being sold. Uh, we even offer uh, found uh, kind of certifications for penetration testing um, qualifications. We, we, we found those being sold as well. So just that this is a period of kind of sales for, for regular shoppers, but it's also a period of sales for for, for cyber criminals, too. And um, I, again, I just think that the last thing just to mention is, again, this is just a period where shoppers really do need to have that added uh, diligence and they need to be aware of what they're clicking on. They need to be aware of what sites they're having sent to them. And, you know, just if you see anything unauthorized or you see anything coming out of your bank that shouldn't be or any other unusual activity, then then absolutely you should you should kind of raise that with your your banking provider. Thank you very much, Chris. Re really interesting insights there and, and uh, plenty of tips for, for consumers to, to consider while they're online shopping. Um, I just wanted to finally ask you, do you think there's more that perhaps e-commerce sites and, and businesses that, that have online shopping platforms can do to protect their customers from, from online shopping fraud? So I think the first thing to mention is that retailers need to ensure that their websites are PCI compliant. So I'm not on an expert in website security, but from the top of my head, there's several requirements in order to make sure that your 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 payment card industry compliant. So that's you know not using defaults for system passwords. That's ensuring that you're using antivirus and updating that regularly, and having protections in place for stored cardholder data. And one of the other things to mention is that retailers absolutely need to be aware of what third-party scripts are running on their services. So card skimming attacks or mage cart, as it used to be referred to, um, this is a, a form of attack in basically in which a, a threat actor injects JavaScript onto susceptible websites in order to harvest customer financial information. This was a really big problem a few years ago, but these types of threats are, are absolutely still out there. And it's it's really something that a lot of companies can 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 mitigate just by being aware of what third party scripts are running on their websites and, and kind of staying on top of them um, as much as they can. And I guess the final thing just to call out as well is using a, a digital risk protection uh, pr protection service like that is offered by Digital Shadows. This can be a really great way for companies to identify what their attack surface is and make efforts towards reducing this as much as possible. And this in turn can have a, a really demonstrable impact on their cyber risk. Thank you very much, Chris. Really appreciate your, your insights there. It'll be really valuable for our audience. So some great advice there from Chris. The admission that he got caught out by a fake website really emphasizes the point that everyone is vulnerable to scams, no matter how much technical expertise or knowledge that we have. And <laughs> that's the real we, of course, there. This week, we also published a blog article on the topic of online shopping scams from someone that we know really well here at InfoSecurity magazine, Javad Malik, security awareness advocate at Know Before. Ben, what did you make of that piece? I really enjoyed this article from, from Javad. Um, some fantastic advice for consumers to follow. So he began by noting just how much shopping takes place over Black Friday and Cyber Monday. 
course, citing you know, data showing that UK shoppers are expected to spend close to £10 billion over this period, which is insane. Uh, he also made the point, of course, you mentioned um, earlier, Eleanor, regarding how everyone is vulnerable to these types of threats. Now, I particularly liked the quote. He said, um, these scams can affect people of all age groups, social backgrounds and geographic regions, meaning everyone needs to be vigilant and ensure we don't give these criminals an early Christmas present. And Javad then listed some familiar online shopping scams shoppers should be mindful of, along with some accompanying imagery. These were cash app scams, survey scams, you're a lucky winner scams, extortion scams, and package or parcel delivery scams. Now, all of these, of course, aim to lure or even scare consumers into clicking a malicious link or giving away personal data. We will know, of course, it's vital that the consumers first and foremost consider whether the email they have received is genuine. For example, if the message claims they have won a competition, they should think about whether they actually even entered it in the first place. Javad then went on to offer some handy, easily digestible tips for consumers to avoid falling foul of such scams. I won't go through all of these um, for time purposes, and of course you can catch the full article on our website, um, but I wanted to just give a few nuggets from, from the piece. So one of these is to ensure that you conduct due diligence on any emails that you receive or, or we websites that you're visiting regarding online shopping. So that includes checking for spelling or grammar mistakes on emails and uh, searching for reviews on the purported retailer to ensure that they're, they're genuine and no one else has had similar um, or no one else has had any issues around fraud relating to, to them. Um, so other tips include to ensure that you're using a, a securely protected payment provider and, of course, enhancing authentication for all online accounts and emails, such as setting up multi-factor authentication. And that's a message that we're, uh, we're keen to emphasise here at InfoSecurity around all, all areas of, of cybersecurity. Absolutely, James. So these types of tips are so vital given the scale of the threats facing online shoppers. So a big thank you, of course, to Javad for those, those amazing insights. In fact, of course, just this week, we've published articles about several studies showing the extent to which online shoppers are being targeted. For example, research from Kaspersky showed there had been a whopping 208% increase in online payment fraud between September and October this year. Thank you so much. So I just want to give the URL for the article from Javad in case anybody wants to read it in full. Um, you can either go onto the website and search for blogs and look for Javad and you'll be able to find it. It's the one with hashtag Black Friday. Or you can just um, use the hyperlink infosecurity-magazine.com slash blogs slash Black Friday hyphen holidays hyphen corner. So thank you so much. I'd like to take this opportunity, um, as we are at the end of the podcast now, to thank Talis, who are our sponsor for this episode. And a final note from them. For businesses to sustain growth, organisations need a credible, effective and efficient access management solution that supports all possible use cases. A solution that will enable organisations to thrive in a new world order. 
Talis SafeNet Trusted Access is that solution. To find out more, visit cpl.talisgroup.com slash access dash management dash safe net dash trusted dash access. My goodness, I've done a lot of hyperlinks in the last couple of minutes. So that is all we've got time for in this month's episode of the Into Security podcast. I really do hope you enjoyed listening. We'll be back again next month for our final instalment of the year, a festive special. Um, but for now, thanks again. I've been Eleanor. I've been James. And I've been Benjamin. Thanks for listening to Into Security. For in-depth interviews with the industry's finest minds, check out our sister podcast, Into Security Chats. Join us again next month. Until then, stay safe and keep up to date with everything you need to know about information security via the infosecurity-magazine.com website.